This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the Arsenal News Show, joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time, keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal news, uh, transfers and reactions ahead of Arsenal's next fixture, which in this case, of course, we play this weekend against Leicester before hosting Liverpool and then Aston Villa. And that is where today's poll in the YouTube live chat kicks off today. I'm asking the question to you all whether you would stay strong in the games of the next three fixtures. Of course, they're all played within the space of a week against Leicester, Liverpool and against uh, the last team who've now slipped my mind. Why have they slipped my mind? I can't remember who the last team is. I think I just said who they were. Aston Villa, that's who they are. Um, <laughs> it's funny how you can quickly so forget things. Um, talking specifically, though, would you stay strong in those three games or make more than just two changes to the first team? So you can stay strong by rotating in Smith Rowe for Martinelli or vice versa or Pepe for Saka. But I'm talking about major changes. I'm talking about bringing in Tavares. I'm talking about bringing in Lokonga. I'm talking about bringing in these players that aren't necessarily getting all that much game time alongside Smith-Rowe and Pepe. Would you make more than that? just the two changes across the three fixtures? Let me know what you think in the chat box by clicking on one of the two options of whether you would stay strong or rotate. And we'll revisit that poll towards the end of the show. Make sure if you as well, you dropped a like on today's video. If you're watching on playback, also leave your comments in the comment section below in reaction to that poll question about whether you would stay strong or rotate if you weren't able to get involved in the live show as well. Without further ado, though, let's crack on with today's show and say good morning to everybody in the chat box that's joining us, or as many as we can. Josh joining us first in the chat, who surprised himself with how early he got in there. Pino, are you not happy about that? Paul, good morning to you. Lars, good morning to you. Matt G., uh, Bobby as well, Perez, Adam, uh, we've got Marcus, Kevin, Temi, Ray, Stevie, Jose. We've got all the usual suspects, Olu, uh, Kevin Robertson, Drew, we've got SH, we've got Noel, we've got Max, we've got Thracian. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Joe90, uh, Harrison, we've got Benji, AV, 
Dennis, and so many more of you as well. Good morning to everybody that's joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Let's crack on by always telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Link is in the description. Help us on our way to 10,000 subs. I'm going to quick check on the channel how many subs we currently are at. We're at 9,620, less than 400 now to try and get to that 10K target ideally before the end of the month, be pretty cool. So if you haven't already subscribed, please make sure you go over and subscribe to the channel. We kick off, though, as always, by telling you to have a check out of the recent articles I've put out over in football.london. We did a whole entire profile on Fabian Ruiz, despite, of course, his own reservations about joining Arsenal. We talked about why he is the perfect player, uh, and we did a manifesto-style blog on him. Another piece following up that poll that we did on the channel and on our uh, Twitter feed as well about whether or not we would sign Lewandowski to a two-year deal and why Arsenal fans maybe need to get over the Ronaldo and Willian and David Luiz fears because Lewandowski is something quite different indeed. And lastly, a piece on how Roman Abramovich's situation affects Arsenal. That news broke straight after we finished our live show yesterday. We can probably discuss that in the questions, but I did discuss it with FK from Latte Firm on yesterday's Let's Talk Arsenal show. So if you haven't watched that from yesterday evening, make sure you go back and have a check of of that because it was a really, really good show. Myself and FK did. Um, However, we start off in our stories list by kicking off with Tommy Asu, and unfortunately... It wasn't the best uh, news. Uh, Cl- uh, Clive, I'm <laughs> seeing Clive in the chat box now. His name stuck in my mind. Charles Watts confirming yesterday that unfortunately Tommy Asu has not yet trained with the Arsenal first team. He is likely, therefore, to miss the game against Leicester. And Cedric will continue onwards with his uh, form, which has been let's let's be real, it's been very decent. He's probably had his weakest game at the weekend. Um, but I thought Cedric's been very good instead of Tomiyasu. Hopefully Tomiyasu will be back as soon as feasibly possible, but he will be missing for that important game against Leicester at the weekend. However, I do feel that we should still have enough to get one over the Foxes on Sunday. Moving forwards to another player that is a doubt for the weekend, and that's Emil Smith-Rowe. The positive news for Smith-Rowe is that he has returned to training, although he's only training individually right now. He is expected to join up with the Arsenal first team once he's built up that fitness and recovered from, of course, his illness that he was suffering over last weekend. Maybe he'll be back in contention, but I very much doubt he'll have any chance of starting. He could come off the bench and then maybe he'll be in the frame to start against Liverpool in midweek. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But he has returned to training and that is a positive sign for the weekend. Um, William Saliba, though, has been speaking very critically about his own future. You've probably seen the quotes and we're going to have a quick chat about them. He says, since February, I've been playing very average. There's no need to hide. I know that I need to work. I'm a young player, but it's no excuse. I'm going to give everything to get back to my good level. Really interesting kind of response from Saliba, questioning his own kind of form, his ability. And I like this from him. It shows the attitude has certainly changed. There's no longer kind of the entitlement, I suppose, that was kind of a little bit around his game when he first joined Arsenal. The expectation he had to go straight into the Arsenal first team. He knows now as a young player, he needs to do more. He needs to refresh. He needs to develop. He needs to improve certain areas of his game. And if you've been watching our monthly breakdowns with myself and Ben from the Marseille view, you'll know that he's got these areas of development that need to be improved. He does make mistakes. He does get a little bit too overconfident with his play at times. And that is certainly something that will be developed, hopefully, 
at Arsenal. So the fact that he's being very self-critical, I think is certainly something we can get on board with and look at um, very much positively. Um, Cam in the chat was saying, refreshingly honest, no sleep, saying respect to Saliba. Alan says, what a mentality, Saliba. Um, Marcus says, do you, we switch to a back three when Saliba returns? And I don't think we do necessarily, but I think there's the opportunity to rotate and we'll have enough games with European football to get Saliba plenty of chances. Josh saying, love that mentality from Saliba. And I definitely, definitely agree. Moving on to the more transfer side of today's show and reports linking Arsenal with Carney uh, Chukwemeka. Uh, apologies if I've pronounced that incorrectly. Really interesting player, uh, Austrian-born to Nigerian parents and has played for the England youth team. Obviously, he moved over to the UK at a very young age and now playing for Aston Villa, came through the Northampton town Youth Academy before joining Aston Villa in 2016. He's being linked with a move to Arsenal. Interesting midfielder. would at, And has already played, of course, at senior level. Very much highly rated. 11 appearances for the senior side for Aston Villa already. Arsenal keeping tabs on him. One to keep an eye on, possibly for the future. And if Arsenal are in the market to sign a couple of central midfielders to replace not only Mohamed Elneny, but perhaps as well Granit Xhaka, maybe we'll see Chuck Waymeka at the club next season. But an intriguing link, one to keep your eyes peeled to for the summer. And lastly, our headline story of the day, the Daily Mail reporting that uh, Michael Elise is of interest to Arsenal, of course, since joining Crystal Palace from Reading. He's only gone on to break into the uh, Arsenal first team, Crystal Palace first team, where he's done very well. Him and Eberechi Eze, two very exciting young players. Eze, of course, a player that Arsenal know all too much about and regrettably let leave. Elise, another interesting young player that is certainly making his name at Palace. And Palace themselves are creating a very decent young team full of lots of exciting talent to keep themselves in the Premier League and push themselves as far up the table as feasibly possible. If Arsenal have the opportunity to sign Michael Elise, then of course they would find themselves struggling to try and convince Elise to join a club where you're thinking, where on earth is he going to get into the Arsenal first team? And he put... I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that he's obviously going to be looking at that opportunity and thinking, how am I going to get in over Odegaard and Saka and Smith-Rowe and Martinelli and Pepe? How is he going to get in? Um, not sure where he would, but obviously if we've got the opportunity to sign a really good, strong young player, why not give him a chance and see how he would get into the Arsenal first team? I think he fits the profile of what Mikel Arteta is looking for, but whether or not he would suit what? is available for his own opportunities. We have to wait and see. And that concludes all of today's news, which means we move now on to the chat box and your questions. So if you indeed do have any questions you'd like to throw in for today's daily Q&A, get them in now and we'll go through as many of them as we can. Okay, then let's jump to the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Alan says, Hi, Tom. Morning to you, Alan. Uh, I'm not against Gabriel Martinelli being a centre forward. His link up play in the wing is not so good. Uh, don't give much to Kieran Tierney. Omri was a winger at first. With guidance, Gabby can be one of the good centre forwards. He can be an Omri. What do you think? You know what I think. Uh, I have my reservations about Martinelli playing in kind of a, a centre-forward position. I think his link up play would need serious development. I think that he would need to really kind of make that role his own and play there consistently for a longer period of time. I like him on the wing more. It gives him the opportunity to get on the ball and drive opposition defenders far more often. The issue with him at the moment is him and Tini don't really have that mesh of understanding right now. And Smith-Rowe, I certainly prefer playing on the left-hand side 
to Gabriel Martinelli. So perhaps it's something that he sees more opportunities to play in the middle. He's been training in the middle as a central striker. They've been developing him in that side of his game just in case we needed the potential cover. So it's something that we'll have to wait and see if it does come in the future. But right now, I have plenty of reservations about that. Uh, Mogos says, Tommy had those reoccurring injuries in Italy. Shouldn't we target a starter right back rather than a backup to him? I think we need to start. We need to sign any player that has the potential to come into the Arsenal first team and perform. This idea of signing backups, I think, needs to go out the window. We don't want to sign backups anymore. We need to sign Ramsdales. We need to sign Tavares. It's players that have the potential to start games. And both of them, of course, especially Ramsdales, we now know, have started plenty of games this Premier League season. Tavares kept Tierney out the side for a prolonged period, even when he returned from injury and had great games against Aston Villa and Watford and Leicester. So there's opportunities for us to try and go out there and look for right backs that are going to give us plenty of quality and that will compete with Tomiyasu in the future. Philip says, I like Davis and DCL, etc. But thoughts in going back to a Tammy Abraham, 14 goals, three assists, I believe he covers everything in a forward or would the price be too high? Roma would ask for a significant price and Chelsea's situation does make a transfer easier knowing that they couldn't buy him back. Although those sanctions at the moment at least only last until May, but they could be extended. Arsenal would have an opportunity, therefore, to go in for Tammy Abraham. They definitely wanted him in 2021. He was a player that they were looking at seriously. And had they been able to move on one of Aubameyang or Lacazette early, they would have gone in a lot harder for Tammy Abraham and got him before Roma, most likely. I like him. I think he's got potential. I don't think he's fashionable. And I don't think you'll see a lot of people going, oh, yeah, Tammy Abraham is the guy to lead Arsenal forwards. But there are a lot of elements to his game that he could improve on that would make him into a really solid striker in the Premier League. And he's already got a season under his belt of playing regularly for Chelsea during that year. They weren't able to sign anyone and did that very successfully. So I do think there is potential there. But I do think that we'd have to sign him alongside someone else. But uh, He's an option that shouldn't be disregarded so quickly. Marcus says, does Tommy Asa's injuries concern you? Is he becoming the next Sanchez? No, he had injuries at Bologna. Uh, it's something that he just goes through. And a lot of people go through. A lot of players go through. And we've got quite lucky this season, to be honest, with the number of players that we've held avoid injury so far as well. Uh, David says, how aren't we looking at Okafor? He is a quality goal scorer and can play wide and up front. Would be a class signing. Okafor, I like him. Look, you're absolutely right. He started out wide. He's gone more central now for Salzburg. But I just don't look at him as the level that Arsenal would be looking at. I see him going to a Bundesliga club like a Gladbach or a, a Wolfsburg, kind of under the level of Dortmund and, and Bayern. I don't see him going to one of those elite clubs yet. I think there's potential for him. He should be getting into the Swiss national side a lot more as well. He's a player with lots of potential, but I'm not sure he's the right one. Of the Salzburg forwards, Arsenal should definitely be going in for Adeyemi and trying to nick him away from Borussia Dortmund. They're struggling to agree a fee with Salzburg, who supposedly want around €40 million, Euros, £33 million. Pounds. I think it was Adeyemi and Ashik. I think that would be a great pair of strikers to bring into the club next season. Christopher says, Tom, did you hear about the coaching staff at Arsenal thinking Laconga is better suited to the number six role than Partey? Yes, I did. Uh, and, you know, it's not surprising. Partey is a player that has played the number eight role a lot. Laconga has played deeper and has played in a number eight position as well. Laconga was brought in effectively to be the, the depth position for Partey. The issue was is that Partey got injured very quickly and we didn't have him for quite long periods. Uh, and obviously, when he went on to the African Cup of Nations, we had Lukonga coming in again. But Lukonga has been a player, I think, that has 
was probably our best midfielder up until he was dropped against Manchester United and Everton. And then since that point, Jack has obviously come forward. Partey's been our, one of our best, if not our best player in 2022. So he was always going to struggle to get back into the team. I'd like to see what he could do in the Xhaka role, like playing on that slightly advanced because he's really good with his progressive passing. You can spot a really good ball. So I'd be interested to see what he does there. And if you remember the game against Aston Villa in particular, his link-up play with Tavares and Smith on the left was absolutely world-class in that game. So the potential is there. Whether or not he will end up being just a number six, we'll wait and see. We don't know. Uh, Hero says, Darwin Nunez is very good number nine if we can get him. He is very good. Uh, and he adds a lot of the physical characteristics that Arteta would be looking for. But a lot of clubs will be after him in the summer. Paul says, if we aren't going for trophies on multiple fronts, don't we need at least two outstanding players for each position to allow for rotation, cover for injuries, suspensions and competition for places? Absolutely. Uh, and if you look at the teams like Manchester City, you look at teams Liverpool, they're all striving to have very decent players, uh, not just in the starting position, but also in the backup roles. You look at Liverpool and you think, Alisson and Kelleher, two very good players. You look at the defence and Matip, uh, and Van Dijk backed up now, of course, by Canato. They spent a lot of money on. Joe Gomez can play there too. You've got Trent Alexander-Arnold backed up by, again, Gomez, who can play there. Shimakas backing up Robertson. You've got a plethora of central midfielders at Liverpool. And then they've brought in Jota and now Diaz to back up Mane and Salah, who both of them could also play in the middle to back up Firmino and Origi. So they've got loads of options at Liverpool. Manchester City you don't even need to go through because they're so strong in, in their depth. But Arsenal definitely need to be looking at the same style of recruitment, of bringing in players that are going to compete on multiple fronts. The difficulty is, as a team like Arsenal, who haven't got that, you know, they haven't got the weight of Liverpool and Man City's title-challenging credentials to convince a player to join the club knowing they're not going to be playing week in, week out. That's the challenge that you face as a team like Arsenal, and you've got to try and convince them still that it is the right place to be. Uh, Abe says, Ralph Felix and Patrick Schick as the two forwards. If that was a two that we were going for, I'd be very happy. I'd rather go for a David than Israel Felix. But I'd be very happy if he came alongside, say, a Patrick Schick. James Rose says it's the first window where we actually have players other big clubs in Europe might want. Not the first window ever, but certainly one of the first windows for quite some time. Uh, and we've got plenty of players that hopefully we can move on as well uh, for a significant fee. Leno, you're hoping that we can move on. Maitland Niles, Reese Nelson, Hector Bellerin. Um, we've got plenty of players, Pablo Marie, that are going to be moving on in the summer and trying to get them a new club. Nicolas Pepe, of course, could as well. We'll see what happens. Uh, William Saliba is going to have a lot of interest. I can say that for sure in the summer too. And we've got to try and hold on to him or if at the minimum, get a huge price for him if we do end up starting to let him leave, which we shouldn't do. Um, Ron Raj says, thoughts on Saka signing a new contract? Obviously, will happen in the summer, but any further update? It's one that is kind of not shelved, but it's just prepped for the summer. We're focusing on the season. The summer is when we'll do that, along with William Saliba, who the club uh, supposedly have more intentions now to try and wrap up with a new contract. Joseph says, 4am here, Tom. Love the show. Thanks, Joseph. Uh, get some sleep, mate. Uh, Penny Wayne says, 236 poll votes, but only 70 likes. And there's now 500 of you watching. Thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning. If you could drop a like on the video, I would really appreciate it. Let's have a look at how the poll is going. Uh, as we said, we've got over 200 people voting on our poll. Would you play Arsenal's strongest team in the next three matches? Or would you rotate more than just two players? 72% though are saying stay strong. 27 are saying rotate. Interesting. We'll see kind of the only changes made, maybe Smith-Rowe for Martinelli um, or Pepe for Saka or Pepe for Martinelli. 
only a couple, one or maybe two changes max is what people are favoring and instead of rotating more heavily to try and keep our fitness as high as possible. Really interesting to get those results. Keep voting if you haven't done so already. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Marcus says, Jonathan David's story uh, is one of the papers today. Link to us. Any news on this? Nothing that we haven't already discussed, Marcus, on previous shows. He continues to be a big name linked with Arsenal. Um, there's no real update, hence why I didn't cover it in the main bulk of the show. He's in Arsenal interested in him. He's one of our top priorities as a possibility to sign this summer. So we'll have to wait and see if anything changes. Uh, Maggie says, what's Saliba's value? I mean, above £30 million with ease. I mean, bordering on 40 you could say. We paid £27 million for him. So you're looking between 30 and 40 I think, is what you'd have to expect to try and get. But we shouldn't be looking to sell him. We should be looking to keep him. Uh, Harrison, thank you so much for the donation, mate. That's really kind. Hi, Tom. There hasn't felt like a good time to discuss the TGT Fantasy League this season. But for some reason, now just feels like the perfect time. I wonder why that might be, Harrison. Let's. Uh, I love that you're so desperate to bring this up. We've put a super chat in. Um, luckily, I already had my fantasy app open because I was looking at my 100-plus point weekend uh, that I had, uh, courtesy of a free hit that I used. Um, let's have a quick peek uh, at the TGT Discord member server. King currently still top of that one with 1,917 points, but the TGT Fantasy League, a certain Harrison Carnaby. Uh, tops our league with 1,931. A massive congratulations to you, mate, on getting there. I don't know where I am in this league. I think I was like top 150, maybe. I don't know where I am. I'm scrolling down trying to find my name pop up, but I'm not I'm not getting anywhere close. Here he goes. I'm 151. I was <laughs> literally one outside of the top 150. Uh, we've got a lot of people in this league. There is a link in the description if you'd like to join our fancy table. We've got 441 people playing. Who Someone who's at the bottom of the league has minus 2,906 points. That's pretty darn impressive, you have to say. So uh, um, I see that there's a team called, where is it? It just popped up on my screen. Come on, where's it gone? It was something like Danny Bath Time or something. <laughs> um, yes, Danny the GFP. Bath time with Danny. Uh, he's only got 1,108 points and 424 in our league table. Oh, fair play, Danny boy. He probably made his team at the start of the season and has not touched it since. He's got Kieran Tierney as his captain. Uh, unsurprising, to say the least, <laughs> Danny boy. Um, let's scroll out a little bit more. Uh, Philip says, have you watched much of Jeremy Doku? Was impressed last night against Leicester. No, I, I haven't really. He obviously always pops up like when you watch Belgium uh, and he comes off the bench and, you know, he's really quite electric and technical and has kind of that pedence feel about him where he's a real kind of technical, speedy dribbler, can take it past you with a quick burst of acceleration. But I've not seen too much of him, but he's remained with Wren, uh, despite the fact that, you know, other players at Wren that they've lost, like Ismail Asar, Ismail Dembele, have gone very early. He stayed there. Uh, one to see if he moves in the summer. Um, but always rated amongst the highest rated Belgian players of his generation at the moment. Uh, Daniel says, Tom, how many points do you see us getting in our next three games? I'm targeting six. I'd like us to see us achieve six. Obviously, if we lose to Liverpool, it's not a huge surprise that we're losing to Liverpool. But, you know, we've got to try and get something from that game if we can. If we can get seven, amazing. Um, but absolutely, we've got to try and target six points. We've got to get a win against Leicester. We've got to get a win against Villa. And we've got to try our best to get a result against Liverpool. Uh, we'll wait and see uh, what happens. Um, Alan says, Tom, did you see the cheeky Neves goal yesterday? Look, we don't discuss Neves unless he's an Arsenal player, Alan, because, you know, he's a sour grape. 
as I like to say, he's a little bit salty, uh, as we might say. And, uh, you know, he's not allowed to celebrate because who celebrates things? No one celebrates anything anymore, according to Ruben Neves. Uh, Thracian King reckons the sleeper should be £50 million minimum for a player that's obviously played on loan uh, and not in the Premier League. I think you would struggle, especially with just the two years left on his contract. Uh, Raul says, are there any clubs in the top flight owned by actual fans of that club? It's a good question. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. Um, but someone in the chat box may be able to tell me that I'm wrong, as people very much like to do. So feel free to throw in an answer uh, if you've got one. Uh, Chiedozzi says, uh, uh, who, will re- who will you sign to replace Xhaka? Graven Birch or Bellingham? I don't think we're going to sign either of those two players, by the way. I think they'll end up going to Liverpool, oh, Bayern Munich and Liverpool, respectively. Uh, so I don't think we've got a chance. But who I would who would I sign? Yuri Tillemans, I look at Fabian Ruiz, uh, Douglas Luiz as well, to be fair. Aston Villa is not a bad option either. I think there are options out there. Uh, Ruben Neves, who we've already discussed. Um, Mikel Moreno at Real Sociedad, Tyler Adams at RB Leipzig, Florian Neuhaus at Borussia Mönchengladbach. There are a number of players that you could look at to replace Xhaka. Uh, there's also an argument that maybe we go for a more offensive style number eight, like Manchester City have with uh, with Bernardo Silva. Is there an option that we could use there. Tuchemeni, if I mean with Chelsea unable to move in the market, perhaps we should be looking at someone like him. Uh, Dana says, Tom, did you see Amari Hutchison getting more game time? He has been on the bench a lot lately. Uh, I don't think he'll play in the first team this season unless there is a huge injury crisis. He'll continue with the youth team and playing and sitting on the bench. It's just experience for him. I don't expect him to come off the bench, to be honest, unless we're in a situation where we're like 5-0 up against the team. Maybe we'll give him some minutes then. But, uh, yeah, I don't expect him to be on the Premier League bench. It's just because we've had a couple of injuries as to why he is there. Um, Chris P says, Gibbon goal had remnants of Lauren Robert for Newcastle yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he got his first goal. First Was it his first Premier League start as well? He'll now be playing a lot more, so I'm not I'm not surprised. Soros says, who would you be your dream guest on TGT? Uh, Mikel Arteta probably at the moment I mean that would be pretty incredible uh, speaking of past people Arsene Wenger for obvious reasons Thierry Henry to ask him a lot of questions I'd ask him so many questions uh, Granite Xhaka I would love to speak to Granite Xhaka like Akil did a great job for the AST uh, and talk about a few things with him um, there are lots of characters and players that I'd love to speak with and kind of get their understanding of things. Martin Odegaard, I'd love to have a chat with about his mentality uh, and where the Arsenal club are going. Uh, Thomas Partey, lots of the present players, of course. So current players and the manager, of course, would be dream scenarios and uh, and past players too are always an absolute pleasure. We've spoken to a fair few on this channel as well. Kev Campbell, Alan Smith, Anders Limpar, um, for instance. We've spoken to many uh, Arsenal previous players. So, uh it's always a pleasure when they come on the channel and when we get to speak to them. But uh, fingers crossed we can get more in the future. With the work at the moment, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> and we're getting some random questions in the chat box now. Uh, Josh says, think Beareth has a chance to break into the first team soon. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he'll go on loan next season. I think that's the plan from the club's perspective to send him on loan. Uh, so he'll end up somewhere else for the next campaign. Um, realistic Guna says, Tom, not Abamyang. What a guess. Um, I mean, Abamyang would be a very, very interesting guest to kind of speak to him. I think what's important as well is that if you speak to them, is that you're very kind of honest about what your position was when you were speaking about those players. And I would be like, Look, I personally, from the perspective of someone who only gets to see 
what we hear and a couple of like little tidbits from inside and around people that connected to the club. This is what I've heard. What's your perspective on it? Why did you do that? What was the case? Do you think you were treated fairly? All of these types of questions. Um, Will, thank you for the donation, mate. Tom, what are your thoughts on Milinkovic Savic? I'm surprised he's not yet left Lazio, to be honest, Will. I'm surprised that no one is... Around Madrid, I always thought it would be one of those clubs to kind of take the plunge on him. He's now he's mid to late 20s, and I thought that he would be someone that would move on much sooner. Um, but he seems very much married to Lazio and seeing them progress. But I would, without a shadow of a doubt, look to bring him into the team because he's a, he's a world-class talent um, and a world-class player. So absolutely would be more than welcome. How about Asensio as a guest or... Go better. Why not Dominic Zoboslai as a guest? I've already interviewed him once, so uh, why not get him on the channel as well? Uh, Saksham says, would you send Balogun on loan or keep him in the first team? It depends on how many strikers we have, Saksham. If we have two strikers, uh, arguably you could, but even then I'm tempted to keep him. So there you go. <laughs> some really random questions. We're going to have to do a proper Q&A show where you can just ask some random stuff uh, on one of these shows when we've got more time. The The international break is coming up at the end of the month. Perhaps we'll do some funny stuff during that week and you can save your random questions for that show. Uh, anyway, I'm going to wrap things up there. Thank you to the 555 of you who are currently seeing on my screen uh, watching. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be live on the Arsenal way in just over an hour's time, so make sure to join us over there in the chat box. We're joined by Chris to have a chat about uh, Leicester, of course, and all the other Arsenal news that's dropping as well. Check out my conversation with FK from Latte Firm last night if you haven't done so too. That's available on audio and, of course, on the channel in visual form. Um, but It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as it always is and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.